0: Still Sober with John Rabin, welcome. This is episode 186, posting on January 26th, 2022. I got the date right this time. I actually saved the file, this sound file, under the right year. Slowly but surely making progress. Uh, I'm all about making progress, theoretically. Um or at least the appearance of making progress, right? Uh, if you're a sober person, I hope you're staying sober. If you're a not a sober person, I hope you're staying sane. And thank you for listening to me once again. If this is your first time listening, why? No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, thank you for being here. So here's an example, all right? Of making progress, or the appearances of making progress. I, in the past, I don't know—is it two episodes ago? It, I don't, I don't know. I could look, I could pull, I could pull up the episode list and look, but I, I'm, I'm not going to. Previously, I've talked about my uh, problem with photographers being mooches because they're not very good because they're pretending to be professional but then they're also being cheap some of them this is not not all yes not all photographers but a lot of them are open micers. anyway i did that whole thing this is tied into that my work at my job we deal with photographers who you know and they do get a discount most of them, but there is one group, and I will call them Bridal Magazine because that's not their name. But you know that way it, uh, is, I'm not bad mouthing an entire organization by name. But you can you could you could figure out who I'm talking about. It's fine anyway. Bridal Magazine gets they rent our products, our glasses, uh, plates flatware, napkins and stuff for photo shoots. They get it for free because you know, then they they feature it in their magazine at their events or whatever um with the uh, you know, in order, you know, hey, you you do this, you know, you you if you give it to us for free, then it's the exposure, you know? We'll get business and our the company I work for, the, the marketing department and the sales department both tell me that we have actually garnered business because of Bridal Magazine. By the way, I work for a small company, so the marketing department and the sales department are both one person, and we're gonna call her Beth. So Beth tells me that we uh, do actually make money because of bridal magazine i don't feel that because i don't deal with them but i do have to do a lot of work without a price on it and i and and i know you probably go well aren't you paid regardless of how much money yes but that's not that's beside the point the problem that i have is is they just they is that every time they do something with us it seems like they want more and more and that's why they it's that's why i refer to them as as bridal mafia because they keep you know they get their their hooks in you and they keep asking for more and more and i i'm just wondering who the fuck these people are with their magazine and their organizations and they no oh, no we we like to help women plan their their what their uh, their weddings, and you know, this is all we do. Can you imagine? This is all you do, is you have to deal with bridezillas and nice, nice women as well, all the time. Who, who, who does? I'll tell you who. People. There, there are women whose, their, their wedding day was the best day of their life, and their life's been miserable for the rest of the time since. And all they're doing is reliving their, the only time they've been happy, vicariously, through people that come through that door, and they try to make a living off of that. And that makes me, and the, you know, and I... I'm talking shit and I'm probably full. I, I know I'm absolutely full of shit, but it feels good because we're doing a bunch of fucking work for free. And I'm just saying it would be like if you went to a high school football game, and I know a lot of people go on small towns that there's a lot of people that, you know, for local spirit, you know, for, you know, to, to root for the, the home team. I get that, but there's always some old guy Who doesn't have a kid playing Who just hangs in there And has always got a story about like You know when I was uh, in high school And I was playing football I was a hell of a linebacker bro I made at least Three tackles did I tell you about it You did tell us about it well I'm gonna tell you about it again If that guy started a high school Football magazine that's what it's like That's what's Going on there Anyway Short story long I have bitched about the bridal mafia to my coworkers, all three of them, for multiple times. However, after going on a rant about them at our uh, meeting two weeks ago, I decided that that my point was made. And, ha- and I have not brought them up since. And they've, they've done another order, order with us. And you know what? And this is what I consider to be progress because I will not badmouth the bridal mafia to my coworkers again because I want them to think that I've moved on when in fact what I've done is I've transferred that venom here on the podcast versus at work because I don't like making them tense. I'd rather make people who uh, I can't see tense or entertained depending on what, what it does to you. But that's what I mean by I'm to them, I'm hoping that my coworkers have thought that I've moved on or that I've my personal growth has gotten over, has seen the light that they do actually generate business for us and that I understand that this is just the cost of doing business when in fact I do not I'm just keeping quiet about it so that I appear to have grown per you know have a little personal growth and so that things aren't awkward at work anyway that's my example of appearing to have personal growth when in fact I'm just keeping it inside. Last week, I told you that this podcast is not sponsored by uh, HelloFresh. Because it's not. I don't have any sponsors. But it certainly wouldn't be sponsored by HelloFresh. Ugh. Also... But this week, I'd like to inform you that this podcast is not being sponsored by BetterHelp. Better than what, you may ask? Um, I don't know. Better than nothing? Better than nothing help. Let's be honest. It's a subpar help. It's like, I mental health is important, but... It's so important, in fact, that maybe you shouldn't just go for, um, oh, let's see who the next available online, let's see what this app, uh, uh, the next available. Like, like should therapy be at your convenience? Doesn't that seem weird? Also, I understand that the... Uh, you should really look up, uh, uh, it's actually just a Google search away about, uh, hey, what's uh, what's the deal with uh, BetterHelp and uh, controversies? Or, you know, is it true that BetterHelp uh, shares my information with uh, third-party uh, companies? Yes, it's in the uh, user agreement. So, I don't know. But I'll tell you, they're not a sponsor. Because the whole point of working on yourself, and this is, this goes for mental health. It goes to, and it goes with recovery. Is you have to do the work. It shouldn't be convenience. You shouldn't have twenty-four hour access to a therapist, to where they have to, uh, you know, answer you on a whim, based on you know, they don't work for you. It shouldn't. That seems like a bad business model, and it doesn't seem like it's um, going to. Yeah, things shouldn't be. You know, things that are convenient aren't necessarily great. Usually, they usually aren't great. You normally have to work for things that are worthwhile, and that's what I mean by you have to do the work. My my biggest issue with because. There's this there's this pendulum swing that goes on with everything, which is like, you know, the pendulum swings one way, and it's been this way for a while. Which is there's a stigma with therapy, and with mental health, right? So you try to correct it. So then it swings the other way, to where now it's uh, it's a status symbol about mental health, because people use it as an identity. To distinguish them from other people, and I know all about, just like a lot of people in recovery know all about wanting to be super special. You know, it's like I'm no, I'm I'm different from everybody else. That's why I do drugs. Uh, but it's also, and we do it, in, you know, when we get sober too. Where you know, I've I've done it jokingly, but also I've meant it sometimes where it's like, oh, we got addicts and then all the normies, like this whole other group is completely normal when in fact, we all have our issues. So I've seen people do that where it's like, oh, I've got mental health issues, not like you normal people who apparently can function and nothing, you know, nothing bothers you when we all have varying degrees of mental health issues and mental illness whether it be addiction or whether it be, you know, whatever else, right? So it bugs me when people use that as a crutch or use that to identify, you know, this is why, this is the excuse. This is why I, I'm not going to, you know, mental health day. This is why I'm not going to do the work because, you know, I've got a mental illness or I've got mental health issues, It's like when I would hear people in my line of uh, art slash business claim that they were an introvert. I'm an introvert because that was the buzzword is uh, I'm not like you extroverts. I'm an introvert, even though I'm a standup comedian and I teach an improv class. But I'm an introvert. (laughs) Okay. All right. Whatever, whatever you want to label yourself to make you feel like it's, uh, you know, they're different than others, which is why life's more of a struggle for you, like it's a fucking competition, like it's easier for some. You know, it's not a competition. We all have our struggles. The worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. But uh, that's that's the thing that, that gets me about this is... is I mean it's a mental state. Sobriety for example, it's a mental state. You have to do the work to get there. It's There's a there was this article that was is a an opinion piece posted in the New York Times and I don't typically read opinion pieces in any newspaper or news website, but It came up because it was related to addiction, and it was related to addiction being a disease or not. And and there, what they were saying was is that the the problem with calling it a disease is it puts the emphasis on that it's related to the drug specifically when there's many other factors going on. That it's not necessarily being that you have a mental disorder tied to this particular drug when in fact you could be doing the drug based on something else that's going on in your life, whether it be, say, lockdown during quarantine or whatever else or, you know, avoiding, um, you know, an emptiness in your life or whatever else. And then there's been other, all these other letters to the editor about it going, hey, by, you know, by negating, um, you know, the disease, you know, the addiction being a disease thing, this is, you know, we've, you know, this is the the biggest thing about calling it a disease is it allowing the stigma of addiction uh, to be more acceptable among people who are really judgy about these are just people, you know, you know that, that that we've come a long way over fifty the, the past fifty years, and that that's that it's a bit. Yeah, basically, it's a lot of people, and this is just human nature. It's a lot of people trying to define something. They're trying to nail down. It's like we we have to uh, properly define something to kind of figure it out. Instead of working on the actual solution of the problem, we try to define it or rephrase uh, let's reword the problem. It's like the old George Carlin bit about how uh, shell shock went for, to battle fatigue, went to um, you know, the uh, you know PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, like it that it just that they kept that they kept rewording it, without actually doing anything about it. And that's what we do with everything. And so that's that's the whole thing about... That's what I learned uh, when I started recovery is that one of the things that I used to keep myself from getting involved with AA or doing anything at all about sobriety was the whole issue of... Is, alcohol, you know, is uh, addiction a disease or is it a disorder? Like it didn't, it doesn't matter what you call it. You're fucking your life up and you need to do something about it. It's like the whole idea of not getting involved in AA because, or in recovery because of, um, you know, the, the how they say, you know, you're powerless over alcoholism. Like and and it's like are are you actually powerless? Well, no. Technically, if you were powerless, there'd be nothing that you could do to overcome your issue. So, you know, it's like uh technically, I don't know, you know, it's it's using the term as an excuse. Not to do the work. When, here's what it is, all right? Let's put that, I can explain it, you know, like this about are we actually powerless? Here's what it is we're not powerless, we're stubborn. We're stubborn and you have to get to a mindset because like i said it's a mental state so you have to get to the into the mindset to be able to change to do something about it and one way that you can do that is to realize that you're powerless or to convince yourself oh god at my in my current state i am powerless To do anything about all the fucking booze I'm drinking or all the drugs I'm doing. I can't get out of this. I need help. I need to turn to a higher power. What do you mean, God? No, bitch. Like anything other than yourself because you need to get into a position to change. And in order to get it into out of your stubbornness to where you think you know everything, you've got to get That's one way to do it. See, everything is a trick. Everything is a trick to get you into the right mindset to change. Religion, AA, you know, meditation and Zen and all that, life coaches, therapy. Everything's a trick to get you whatever works for you something has to click and some things work and some things don't but it has to it has to click with you to make you go fuck okay and then you can change your mindset and you shift and then you do the work i was talking to a, a friend of mine who's, who's a specialist in in you know in the like like fitness life coach arena you know credited and all that and they agreed with me that 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 it's it's one of those things where sometimes for a lot of people when you're talking about is mental health you know mental health issues it's mental health you know you should see therapy not necessarily I think some I think a lot of people probably would benefit more from a life coach than they would from a therapist because of the mental state that it will put you in because If you get a life coach, you're already prepared mentally. You're already in the mode that this person, this life coach is going to give me suggestions and give me, point me in the right direction, give me encouragement, give me the data that I need. uh, But I'm going to do the work but they're going to direct me in the right direction they're going to point me in the direction to run but I'm going to be doing the running when people get a therapist they think that, the, that they're going to jump on the back of a therapist and the therapist is going to piggyback haul their ass down the road instead of them doing the running it's that mindset of like well my therapist doesn't do shit these people don't tell their therapist the truth think about it like I wish people who go to therapy would be honest with themselves and sit there and go, have you been completely honest with your therapist about everything? Do you hide things from your therapist? "Ah, They don't need to know that. All right. I guess. It doesn't it sounds like you have to like really do the work and part of I think part of doing the work is finding the right therapist for you which is why you shouldn't use an app out of convenience fuck you better health better health uh, they're probably fine but honestly I hear so many things and also they just keep popping up with all these ads. It's it's really out of spite. I really just mock them out of spite. But my but my main point is valid, which is you need to do the work. Whether and and it's going to be hard. There is no short there's no shortcut. There just isn't. You know that—that's what I always tell people when they ask me. You know, and they're like, oh, "You didn't use AA. You did it on your own, right?" And I'm like, "Kind of. I wish I'd done AA. I wish I didn't think I was too fucking smart for AA. I made it worse. I made it harder on myself." But that's—that's that's the deal. Is that everybody's different as well. So you just—you have to find out what works for you, not what—not what's more convenient. But what's going to work and you got to find out what convinces you to change your frame of mind so that you can then put the work in and get better. So came a long way for me just talking shit about a a sponsor that you hear on podcasts all the time. I I swear, but that was kind of the point I wanted to make is because because I hear that a lot. Those, Those are like the three things mean it's weird that i that I'm an aA apologist when I I never you know I didn't use them I mean I did that was the thing like I mentioned in, in other episodes I did use aA but you know it was because on I was on probation I was made to go and that'll ruin you on a on a program is when you're being made to go but that's the thing is that I don't all the arguments against AA are by people who are nitpicking details. Details on a thing that was written 75 years ago when the stigma for men getting any kind of help whatsoever was just the stench of it. it just, Oof. So this is all they had. Should be updated. I'll admit it. They should update the shit out of AA. I don't know how you're going to do that. It's not a cult. There's not a main leader at the top saying, "Give me your money." Who can make the changes? You know, there's not an organization. There's not a, a, a board that's raking in all the money. They're like, "All right, we're going to make sweeping changes. We're going to have the the uh, the, the 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 new what is it? The like the the new like all the different versions of the Bible." Is it like the Living Bible version, the Living AA book, like it's uh, the Living Big Book. Do different different versions if, because they would really benefit from it if they just reworded a bunch of shit. I swear. All right, you know what? I appreciate you sticking it out for that. I hope some of that was uh, encouraging and useful or may or i hope it makes it makes you feel at least partially as good as it made me feel getting all that out but uh, uh it's great appreciate it this has been still sober with john raven if you have any uh questions or comments that are positive to neutral at stillsoberpod at at gmail.com and we will see you next week later